Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your genitals and welcome to more life. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> we're back to episode two. We're back. Um, anybody who's listening or watching, welcome to more life. Yeah, yeah. Second episode. Second episode. Today is September fifteenth. I don't even remember when the last time we did the other one was. I think it's been about two or three weeks. Yeah, I think it was in August, right? I think we did. Well, it would August. have been in August. Yeah. yeah, two weeks at least minimum. Probably three weeks. It's been busy. Weekends. People get married and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that kind of touches on the topic that we want to talk about today, right? Yeah. Um, and do you have an, a more eloquent eloquent way of uh, saying or, or talking about a topic? I was going to ask you to explain the topic because <laughs> I forgot <laughs> the exact words. <laughs> so you start off and then I'll have the words for it after. Okay. <laughs> um, I was thinking like a good topic for us to talk about um, is basically where we're deciding to put our focus and our time and right. energy hmm. uh, into in terms of uh, the compartments of our life. Right. 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 Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just how we're directing or lives at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how I think it ties in a little bit with uh, what Michael wanted to say too about just how are we trying to make better decisions about the things we want to improve on. Oh, right. I, I remember I said this a while back where I was like, guys, you know, like how we should just make more quality decisions. I feel like there are a lot of decisions made day to day that I make. And some of them are with this intention of a quality decision with a quality outcome where I just want to do things well, even if it's a small, simple thing, just doing it with some reasoning behind it. I mean, I think you should obviously live life with spontaneity as well, but there's just certain things. It's like, if I brush my teeth, am I just brushing my teeth or am I really just trying to make this two minutes or whatever time I'm going to spend a bit more efficient to get something out of it? Or, you know, if I'm going to get ready, I remember when I wanted to prepare and get ready for an event and I was thinking about the way I look and I have this habit of just wanting to take a haircut every four weeks, three to four weeks. I just wait till it's messy and long and then I get a cut. And then, excuse me, I was thinking, why don't I make, why don't I just try to, and then every time I get my hair cut, I would be like, okay, I look a presentable way. I look better now, you know, it feels nice. It's not that I care about it all the time, but it felt nice. I'm like, why don't I just present myself this way more often if it all seems a more optimal way to be, hmm. right? So doing all the little things in a more optimal sense. I don't know if the word's optimal, but in a manner which just means like, I'm not just doing it to do it. There's some sense of quality to every decision. You're giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like without over giving a fuck. So I'm thinking like, oh, what does my hair look like? Right, and no, this but and that. Like, but it's like, you're, you're, oh, yeah, you're doing it, so you may as well care about it, right? Yeah. In some sense. Exactly. Right? Like, right. you're not just mindlessly or droning your life away. And you're, you're actually ensuring that you're present in the moment for the action that you're about to do. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Being more present about each and with most actions. Yeah. Cause we live so habitually with these things like, and it's hard, right? Cause you have to live through reaction. You can't live on like 24 seven conscious decision-making all right. the time. It's right. not possible. No, absolutely. You can't be proactive every single minute of your life, right? There is definitely going to be some, uh, some moments in your life where you have where you're completely reactionary. Yeah. Right? And, but I think um, 
I think the biggest thing that I I've been like more aware of lately is actually being more aware. You know, like just going back to what you're saying in terms of trying to be more present. Um, I, I I definitely follow suit with that as well, but I think. I'm trying to be much more aware of, for example, if I am reactionary in the uh, reactionary to something, I have to. I'm really taking the time to try and be aware of why I'm being reactionary and why I feel uh, what I'm feeling in the moment. Uh, we talked about this before we started the podcast, but um, you know, for example, something that I'm really trying to do uh, lately is just be less of a dick to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I noticed that just, I don't know if it's a habit or if it's something in my personality, that's a personality defect that I need to work on. But for some reason, I've just always had this attitude towards my parents where it was like, I don't care what you say, fuck it. Like whatever, whatever you have to say, I don't care. I'm not going to listen to it. Like obviously when I do things that I need to do and to ensure a smooth sailing family vibe at home, like things like you know, do my laundry, you know, uh, clean my washroom, things like that. But in terms of discussing or spending any time with them, it was always through the prism of like, I don't want to be here. I just want to do something else. Yeah. And I don't think you're alone in that. <laughs> you know, like I just find every single mo, any single moment to be able to get away from my parents. And again, yeah. with that being said, like, you know, I need familiar. my time. I need my time. I need my individual time. I need my ability to hang out with my friends. I need my time to be able to go to the gym, whatever it may be, right? I need my time, especially sometimes when I come home from work, you know, I just want to decompress, right? But mm-hmm. I think in the past, what would happen is being reactionary is uh, my mind is so focused on like, I need to relax or, you know, I need to do something at home. And so my parents become obstacles to me mm-hmm. and they just become these things that I need to avoid or duck. And if they get in any sense of, you know, my uh, get in the way of my, my objective, then I react poorly. You know, I speak to them poorly. I look at them poorly. I try to disengage, ignore them. And all these things that I've reflected on is not good. It's not good for them. It's not good for me. And not just that, but I live at their house, you know, like it's not my house. This is not my, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I I don't, I don't own the place, right? I'm living in the comfort of their home. So I'm just trying to be more aware of that. And it's been a much more beneficial experience for both my parents and I as well. Like just being more present in the moment and being aware that, you know, for example, if my dad needs to speak with me in the morning, I'll speak with him like and I'll, I'll really engage and be present in the moment and speak to him and lock eyes with him. Whereas before, just passive, right? Like just mm-hmm. have the blinders on and that's it. That's that's yeah. What you're saying is exactly how I feel I'm, I am and I'm still being and I'm, every time I've thought about it so many times where I'm like, I can't be this way. You know, it doesn't make sense for those exact same reasons, right? Like this isn't my house. <laughs> you know, this is like a, this is like I'm living a luxurious life and you really think about why that is the case. Uh, well, then you really think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's not because I gave this to me and made this for me. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they provided it. Right. I used to think of it. Sometimes it'd be very selfish and be like, well, it was their choice to have me. <laughs> You know, so isn't this, isn't this on them? (laughs) 
but uh then you realize it's just, you know at some point you grow up you're like that's stupid it makes no sense um i mean they obviously had a responsibility for bringing you up and making you a certain way or you know having a having a big role in how you turn out and who you turn out to be but at some point too like it's a very common thing right these days to have people our age who are still living at home and you want to feel like this individual this adult you want to be treated like an adult but you're still around the environment i was telling my dad about this is i'm like think about the environment that we're in right i get that i'm an adult you're an adult but because this is the environment i've we've been residing in for so long this environment triggers a certain way of how we're going to respond and act based on habit and the way I act with my parents is exactly as you were saying. It's like, oh, yeah, I just want to avoid them when I can. Like, why do I need to talk to them? Or, you know, they want to have a conversation, but I just am like, uh, just, just I just want to have my time. You know, I just want to do what I want to do. And then you realize it's like, okay, so it, it kind of comes down to what my coach had told me is like, you know, you're, well, it's simple. It's very simple. Make this, these decisions you're making are for yourself. If you understand you're doing it for yourself, then you understand why you're acting that way. And if you can accept that, all right, cool, you choose to go that way. But if you choose to maybe, you know, really think about the decision when your parent wants to talk to you and they want to have a conversation and it's not about you anymore, you know, my time, this, that. And if you sit down and maybe you're willing to hear, like, what about how they feel? Because I was thinking about that, like, shit, like, I am living in their house. They, they, I am their child. I have grown up. They've they've had a say in raising me and who I am. I get to do whatever the fuck I want for the most part. And then when they just want some time with you, it's just like it's it's almost. Like I wonder how they actually feel. I'm like I'm not treating them as a human. I'm not thinking about their emotions, right? I'm. I sometimes think about that. Like, what if I was in their boat? I was trying to engage with someone. And they're just like, yeah, oh, just leave me alone, right? Yeah. Like, they'd be like, wait, I. Would, that feels so shitty. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. we've been doing this to them for like 20 years or something, you know, 20 plus years yeah. just acting that way. And I still do it. I'm trying to get better at it because I've had, I end up, you know, with arguments with my dad where I want to show him, you know, tell him like, here's why I'm right. Right. Like I want to show him like, look, I'm growing up. Let me teach you something about the way you act and the way you behave and your habits. I want to just him to see it. I want him to see it. Like, you see this, you, you know, I've learned this and I want to show you where you're, you you know you don't realize you're acting this way but it can just come out as very hostile reactionary yeah. confrontational and it goes in opposition to exactly how i am in the outside world which is the way they want me to be or they've taught me to be which is patient and understanding and calm and taking time hearing people out you know and that's how i am and i tell them well you know you should see how i am outside and i'm like wait <laughs> I've done that actually. Like, i'll be like wait why the f why the fuck don't i just act that way at home yeah. then you know yeah actually uh, my, my dad said one line to me he was like uh he's like yeah, hey like you know when you work at your retail you know you tell me you're doing so well and you know you're talking with all these people and you're able to navigate your your pol your you know the the politics side of of things at work and you're able to navigate all these difficult conversations and you're able to keep pretty while balanced through it, why can't you do it at home? And my answer at the time, when he asked me this, this is just a couple of years ago, my an my answer for him was, well, you don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a right. snarky, like smart ass response. But right. now that I think about it, I'm like, well, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, cause <laughs> you know, yeah, they don't pay me, but they, they pay for the house, you know, if, like if we really want to put some value yeah, exactly, to what like, they've given us. Exactly. We'd probably be like, I'm massively I've, in debt I've to been, them, I've you know? been like, how many millions of dollars in, of cost exactly, to you over exactly. the years? <laughs> so I, and like, I don't know. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to 
realize it but uh yeah like that's something i've been really trying to put more focus on is not just my parents it branches out to all of my relationships Mm -hmm. the way i view and the way i interact and the way i deal with the people i really care about i'm trying to be more present and be more aware of how i say things what i'm saying and not in terms of censoring myself but just being aware of the fact that you know if i react a certain way how will that make someone else feel? And why am I reacting that way? Like, what's mm. the point in reacting poorly or taking something with offense, right? Why? What's the point in that? Is it just because I don't want to feel stupid or I don't want to feel in some way, you know, compromised? Um, and I just think that that's really silly. Right. And so that that's something I've been really, really trying to deepen is my value of relationships and how I deal with them. Um and yeah, that, that that goes with my parents and my friends. I really, really recently decided who I'm gonna really invest in, who I'm gonna try and keep touch with, who I'm really gonna try and to connect with on a deeper level. And then anybody who doesn't really jive with me on that level, then I'll keep it super friendly. We're still good friends. We're still mm-hmm. gonna hang out. We're still gonna be able to talk. Like I could talk with anybody, but you know, the. I, I need to pick and choose who I'm going to really invest mm. my time and my my focus into. Right. No, it makes sense because I've been thinking the same thing. And I think there's always just that fear of like loss before where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, am I ready to lose that like these people mm. or. But then you think about, well, what what are we gaining? Right. But who are you really spending most of your time with anyways? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just realize that's where the value is. Right. And it's uh, who the people you will spend the most time with. They're the ones having always the most influence in shaping who you are. Uh, the people who are our friends, like they still have had an influence in who I am, but I don't see them as often. And they're not changing and shaping me because it's usually now we see when we come back. I always wonder, do they see me differently? Am I acting a certain way? Have they noticed like a change in me or not? And we don't always discuss that. But I think every time we've gotten together with our group of friends year to year, there's a difference in me. And whether I see that in everyone or not, sometimes it's hard to say. And it's maybe because we don't share it or it's because um, maybe they're not actually getting better. Who knows? Right. But yeah, you're right. It's like there's a you have to start thinking about like, okay, if my time is valuable and here's a certain direction I want to take and every moment matters to a certain degree. And so how am I going to, you know, I have to let go and say, all right, you know, maybe, maybe this is, that's it is what everyone was telling me about. They're like, wait till you get older. And I'm like, no, it's not about that. Like now you realize, wait, what they mean by that is you're going to see, again, you figure out what's important to you, what you give a fuck about. And then you have to understand how all these pieces of your life that you've had, that you've had good times with bad times with that have played a good role into your, who's shaping who you are and, and giving you the experiences you've had. Uh, But then you realize, all right, but now what are the experiences I want? Right. I, I can have, I can choose to have, um, and maybe the people in the past don't fit into that. And yeah. That or should be okay. I mean, maybe it's not about fitting. Maybe it's just at this time in your life, you're interested in different things and they're not, they don't share the same interest and that's right. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You could still hang out and have a beer yeah, with them and exactly. there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, it, it's, it's about making the decision that, okay, well, they're not interested in this. I'm not going to sacrifice what I want 
you know, for a shared experience, I'm going to pursue what I need to pursue in order to feel good about myself and to be able to value the time that I have, mm-hmm. the time that I spend or the energy that I spend into the time that I want. Yeah. Right. And, um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And if anybody takes offense to that, that's like, you know, okay. I, I'm down to talk, talk about it, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to take it like with offense, that's okay. Because but if you have time to uh, be offended, then it's, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, like, I, you I know, don't, I don't mean anything be, by yeah, it, like, right? It's just I'm more like, I'm not going to force you to do something I'm really interested in, right? Right. But right. if we should have shared common interests, then of course, absolutely. But if we don't, mm-hmm. you're not any lesser in my book. Right. I just understand that I need to invest less time in something that I'm not as interested in. Right. 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 Actually, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this because uh, a couple of years ago, um, did you ever watch that Swedish House Mafia documentary? the one about them breaking up. I don't think so. So there's this one that one part in the documentary where uh, Sebastian Grosso, he talks about like, you know, he got really super fucked up for one of his birthdays and he woke up and there's alcohol and substance uh, substances everywhere and everybody's passed out, comatose, you know, fucked up in his uh, party and uh, in his house. And he was like, he just had this sudden revelation. He was like, you know, like, I want to be a better person. I want to do better in my life, feel better. And if you're not down about it, get the fuck out of my house. And I, I heard that and I was like, in at the time when I watched that, excuse me, sorry. Uh, when I, at the time when I watched it, I was like, man, that's never going to be me. I, I value the fact that I have so many friends. I value the fact that I have so many friends from so many years, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now when I look back on it, it's like, I get it. I get what he was, what he's talking about. You know, he, he reached a point in his life where partying and substance abuse was no longer something he valued. Mm-hmm. And he had a different goal and a different mindset in mind. And he was supportive enough to say to his friends, Hey, this is what I'm about. Either you're with me or you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe the way he approached it is a little bit different and more, um, abrasive, but it, it I, I just at the time I couldn't wrap my head around how someone can just ditch their friends over the fact that you're just not going to get fucked up anymore. Mm-hmm. But now I get it. Now right. I get it. it's like he just had a sudden revelation. He's like, I can't live like this anymore. And, you know, I, I need to surround myself with the people who support that lifestyle, you know, a betterment or I need to find new friends. Mm. Right. Because he he has a different he has a different path now. Yeah. Right. And again, it's not to say that I'm going to ditch my friends or I'm going to stop. Like, it's completely different. But I think there's a lesson there that really is valuable in that everybody will reach a point in their life where you really, your environment. Yeah, you What's really start you? to question your environment, but also question what you want and understand what you want. And then once yeah. you do that, then everything else just becomes yeah, I think when you're very clear on the goal, then you, you, you it's easier to start setting up the path, right? Yeah. Or at least and it's not clearing. about sorry, not to yeah. not to interrupt you, but it's not about dropping or removing or conscientiously saying no to people or things. It's just mm-hmm. spending less time doing it. Well, or maybe actually be, no. Yeah, it is saying no. Yeah, I'm conscientiously saying no. I don't want to do these things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like saying uh, no to the person. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, like, no longer, ex- uh, like, no longer accepting that they're a person in your life. Do you know yeah, what I mean? right, right. That's what I, I mean. Sorry. You just understand how and where people fit into your life. Exactly. Right, based on the things you also want out of life. Exactly. And where you want to go. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's hard too, right? Like. 
Like you, you almost have to I realize I need a system. I've known this for a long time and I still struggle with it is having a system for how I make my decisions, a system for how I'm going to accomplish the things I want to do. Because the main thing I've always struggled with is maintaining a consistent momentum with the improvements that I want. I mean, if I really want them, I'll make them happen and I make them happen. It's like overall, I think things have improved, you know, like my health, my fitness, my business. Everything has been going in an upward trajectory overall. And it's just sometimes it's easy to fall in that loop of like, okay, because I, I still spend a lot of time learning about new methods and ways of training and trying to get better at it. And those times can always be a little bit confusing because it, it conflicts with like the ways you train people currently. And then you get to this point like, am I doing it all wrong? I don't get it. Like, how do I start over? But then it's again learning about the principles behind things and then how to properly apply them. So it becomes tricky to maintain that consistency in growth because sometimes it's you're just taking too much when you're trying to grow and get better. And then it, it almost leaves you at a standstill mm. and makes you question. But I think that's a good thing because it's funny. I've always noticed I'll have moments like that. Like, okay, I'll re-question and re-purpose how I will train or do certain things. And there'll be that moment of just, I don't know, like, what is this? Is this right? Am I doing things right? And then there'll always be a point of clarification and clarity uh, where a week or two later, I'll be like, oh, yeah. And you get some good results with people and it's right. I just had to step back and just create a plan. Take, take the knowledge, put it on paper, create a plan and then execute. And now I've really learned that's what it is. It's anytime I'm uncertain, I have this poor habit of still planning in my mind and I tell people mm. all of this all the time. I give this mm. this method to so many people I've shared it with who always come talk about that same thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm confused. Like, just write it down. Like, make a plan, right? And then you realize I'm just kind of regurgitating a memorized answer. But then I do it and I feel much better. Everything's more clear. You're still not 100% certain, but you have to have something that you feel like, well, yeah. you need to start with something. You need to do something. There has to be some we'll action executed. But so having that plan written down and just executing, now it's easier to modify. But if you think of the, the best plan in your mind, and but there's always going to be a, an adjustment to it, whereas on paper, it's like it's there. You just follow it. And if you need to adjust it as you're executing, it's a lot easier. It's a lot less, it creates a lot less anxiety. Uh, but if it's not there, if you don't have some plan, then you always there, then you're just always trying to create the plan on the go. And then you're always going to be like, well, I don't know which decision to make. Cause you'll know there's a hundred ways of making that decision and it's just hard to pick one, but writing it on paper is like, I've made the decision. It can be modified. It's not strict, but there is something. And once you start to do it, you'll get an outcome and you'll know, oh yeah, that was the right thing to do. Cool. Or it didn't, and that's perfectly fine, because now I'll know, oh, don't do that again. So you almost feel like that's why a lot of people talk about, like, write down your intentions for the day. Write down what you want to do the next day, because otherwise you're going to think of a million things to do and do none of them. Mm. Yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> so for me, I, I very, very much identify with what you just said, because in the last year of being on my own running starting up this business running it and i've had a lot of help and uh, and the help that i've i've had is something I, i'm super grateful for um but just still the fact of just being a little bit more on my own and being independent and having to figure out most of the stuff on my own the trap that i fell into was 
just being like, okay, I need to learn this. I need to learn that. I need to understand this. I need to understand that. And I have all these thoughts that are in my head and somehow, some way, because they're in my head, I just don't get to it because I'm like, okay, well, I already spent so much time thinking about it. I just need to relax right now. And I would put off a lot of things. Mm, yeah. And I feel like at during those times is when I'm most distracted because I'm so stressed about thinking about it. And I'm in this loop of constantly thinking about it. I'm, I think about it. Uh, I really, really struggle with it. And then I think about it some more. And then I struggle with it even more. And then... I'm just stuck in a loop and I don't do anything about it. It's like the analysis paralysis, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a thing for a reason. (laughs) And, uh, it wasn't until recently that everything's always until recently, but I, I really do. I really do mean this. Like I walked into Michael's room one day and he was in the shower. And so I was just like chilling in his room and I saw like, like, I can't remember if there were notes or pieces of paper, but there were like just all the stuff scribbled down. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I look over and it's just like a list of all the things that he needs to get accomplished mm-hmm. and all the things that he wants in the next year of his life. Right. And it's written out in point form. Nothing's too specific, but it, it's written out. Right. And I kind of thought about it and I didn't think much of it at the time, but I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I just walked away. And then about like a couple months before, like a couple months earlier, I decide you know what i need to start writing some stuff down i need to start writing at least some stuff on my board to figure out what i need and as Mm -hmm. i was writing the more stuff started coming out of my brain and the more things i started writing down i was like oh shit like you can almost map things out yeah like i'm actually figuring out like what's important to me and i have the ability to prioritize what's important on the list what i need to get done first and then within that first week of writing all that stuff down i accomplished half the things on the list and then I changed up the board and I changed more things and I adjusted and all this stuff. But had I not written anything down, I probably would have just yeah. spent the next three months thinking about those it's, first four it's, things. It's funny because I keep cycling through that where I have those moments. Things are great. And that's when I notice I'm planning. And then I'm like, I stopped doing that thinking like, all right, like now I don't need to do that. And then that's when things start to almost go to shit again. And then you're like figuring out, well, what do I do? And then you realize, oh, wait, it's that basic thing. I just got to go back and write it out, plan it out, yeah. map it out. Which says something about like, what the hell is it about the manifestation of ideas into reality just by writing it down, right? Like how, how, why is it a thought and idea once out of your head and it's in some form just, just because you can see it on paper and it's written out in a physical format and it's not just this thing in your mind and your own mind. So there's something about that that just triggers action. It triggers yeah. certain level, some level of certainty as well. And I think it's because, yeah, you can't write every idea down all the time. Uh, but I think it's just maybe what comes out at that moment is what forces you to, to think about what is the most important thing right now yeah. that I need to do. I, I think it definitely helps. Just And you know what's really interesting is not just is not just writing, but it's also like, for example, I was talking to you about a lot of the things that were going through my head and the things that I really want to implement in my life and, and mindset changes that I was like conscious about but not putting into action yet and you said you know what's funny is that you're saying all these things and it really aligns with this book that i've already read right and you give me that book and that's another form of being able to like make something into reality because you're thinking of it and then now you have someone who's much more eloquent and much more skilled in writing these thoughts out and you're Mm -hmm. reading it and it's almost just like 
you know, you're projecting these thoughts and then they're coming back into you and you're receiving them in, in fresher eyes and in, in a fresher or more skilled, you know, more eloquently written way. And you're able to perceive those thoughts much more clearer and mm-hmm. you're able to process those thoughts much more clearer as opposed to just this mumbo jumbo right. with a million other things in your brain. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like how many ideas are really all that new, right? Even all these self-help books, it's like what they talk about isn't always necessarily new or groundbreaking. A lot of times they may tap onto some new research to better explain why and describe how and why some things are. But for the most part, like you can read books and about these ideas where the humans have ta- thought, sat down and thought about these things already, right? They have like observed the world around them and their own actions and their own ideas and their own thoughts and other people's actions, ideas and thoughts and things like that. And then really try to analyze them and put them down. Like, what is this? Why is this like this? How is this the way it is? And you realize, right. That's why when you read a book like that, it's like, we're all doing that to some degree. We're observing and then trying to describe something and trying to understand it. And that's what sometimes people have done is like you say, like they're much, they, they, they've had that same thought and realized, let me just write a book about it and like organize my thoughts around this. That's what the book ultimately is. You're trying to organize your thought around this idea you have or the thing you're observing and describing and so on. So yeah, it's like the ideas are never necessarily new, but they're, they keep reoccurring and they'll always come back and it's like, right, there's no way around that. I got to probably do those same things too then, mm-hmm. right? Like I, like I found this way of, you know, trying to organize and be systematic or uh, direct my life as being quite useful. So, and it shows up a lot. You're going to see it recommended by other people uh, from the past. You're going to see it recommended in the future by someone who's going to come to that same conclusion. And they're going to say like, well, this is, I had to do this. And, you know, I found other people did this too. And it works really well, right? And then it's just like, right, putting that into your habit system, like making those the daily habits, because now those habits will make you more, uh, probably get you closer towards the outcomes you're you're looking for. Yeah. But uh, if we kind of just keep sitting there and trying to hope passively they'll appear and happen, you know, just by thinking about them, it's probably not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some few people who can. Maybe. They yeah. just think and they do, and they don't need to obviously use that process. Uh, or they've just they're just like that. I mean, obviously nothing applies to everyone as an absolute, Absolutely, yeah. but it seems like there's some things that generally help most people. Yeah. I mean, this for seems me, to be one of them. For me, that's definitely, I'm definitely one of those people where, yeah, I can't just think about it and then somehow manifest it into my life. I mm-hmm. mean, there have been few things in my life that I've been able to do that with, but it's more often than not rare than often or even occasional, right? right. It's, it's like very, very rare things that just somehow magically fell into place for me to be able to manifest a thought. Um, but, but never, I don't think it ever happens by chance. I think even once you've had the thought, it's, um, I mean, uh, you know what? I will say this is it's maybe it's not about, you still have to create action. Yeah, you need it, actions. Absolutely. You need to produce actions for absolutely. results. But right? if we, if we want to continuously hit the target, at least somewhere within the region of the target, you have to find more efficient ways and you have to condense your workflow and you have to condense those processes Mm -hmm. that sometimes are stuck in limbo because you're just thinking about it as opposed to writing it down. Yeah, I think having systems, I've I've been thinking about that for a few years now and it comes up a lot and sorry, just having systems 
you know, I've always found like self-help becomes about looking at other people's systems and trying to be like, oh, I need their system because they have what I think I want. And so I should copy it. And you, but I think you could learn a lot about the system and maybe take things about their system and apply it. But ultimately, after then, I think just sit down and understand, well, what, what, whenever I've accomplished something really well, how did I do it? And break that down into like uh, some principles and then create a system out of it. Yeah. And it's not probably not going to be an original system, but you learn that way for yourself what works best for you Absolutely. and how to accomplish things for yourself. Yeah. Uh, or how to better accomplish things in your own life. And I think it's, yeah, almost, yes, you need that. You need to just produce and create a system and just outline it and map it out, right? Again, that's why I think mapping things out, protocols, things like that, allow you to break down what led to success into some pieces. And it's not that following that same protocol will lead always to the exact same outcome, but it gives you always some, a map, you know, a guide towards. Yeah, it's the principles that will guide you again. Yeah, I think that goes back to what I was talking about with um, Sebastian and Gross and Swedish House Mafia. I know it's vague, but it's like, it, I don't know why, but my mind has been clinging on to that moment. Right, you, might, you might want to just hold this oh, up. Right, yeah. right. Oh, man, dude, <laughs> big difference. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, it's like Sebastian and Grosso. Uh, I like I think my I don't know why my mind's been clinging on to that moment. But, you know, it, I think about that moment now and it's like, yeah, it's that lesson that 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 lesson of what he's saying, like I need to find people in my life that are going to be conducive to this change in my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's not beneficial to that, you got to get the fuck out, you know? And like, again, I'm not as abrasive as the way he's saying it, um, or the way he maybe perhaps did it, but there's a lesson there that, that I find very valuable to me in that I need to find people who are conducive to the things that I want because that's going to benefit me the best. Um, and I think, again, it goes back to what we started with is being present in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to find presence in your life, whether it be through talking to your parents, talking to your friend. You know, if I just reflect back to last night when we we're hanging out with all of our friends, like there's such a change in how I'm receiving their information, their conversation mm. to you know, uh, six months ago or a year ago. And a lot of it was just passive. I was just thinking about other things and I was just not really engaging in the conversation. It's just because I'm so out of either habit or whatever it may be that I'm just listening to you, but I'm not really engaging in your thoughts. And a lot of times conversation just dies, you know, and you move on to the next friend or whatever, or maybe you start drinking, whatever it may be. But I guess it's the art of listening, right? It's like understanding and then just, I think even being present, right? If you're present in the moment, you're engaging in in what they're talking about, what they're thinking about and what they're feeling. And you're not just coming at it as like a guessing game, right? You're, you're really engaging with what they have to say, what they, what they are feeling and you're bouncing back those ideas, right? It's funny because then I'm thinking about, again, I was just thinking about, right, so when I talk to my dad or my mom and especially my dad or someone, it's like, right, I, I have to not go into that. For a long time, I've just been going into the conversation with the intent of proving him wrong. Mm. Or not even with that intent, but I just want him to see, like, I know this, I know yeah. more. Like, you know what? I'm my own person. Yeah, it's like, rather than listening to what he has to say, right? Rather than listening to you know yeah just rather than stopping and listening and then conversing on and we did that we've done that in the past and then there's moments we don't do that and then it happens again after a fight and then we talk and i realize right i'm just choosing to act this way you know i'm choosing to act this way because it's easier because i've been doing it for so long 
and if I really care about and value, you know, my interactions with them, because I talk about this with certain clients and stuff a lot about, you know, that, like why, you know, when they tell me about their kids and how they act and then it's easy to reflect, well, here's how I am with my parents and like, yeah, my kids like this too. And, and then I can give them advice about like, it makes you think about why you're acting that way when someone else tells you about a similar situation with their own kids. And then you realize like, right, you know what, if, if it's that important, you know, I now think about it this way. It's, well, I try to remind myself if I'm going to act this way with my parents or act this way, I don't want to be. I almost like think like if I have an argument with my dad that day and I walk away and I'm all like pissy and shit. And then in my head, I'm thinking like, why are you stupid? Like, why are you being this way? You just want to feel right so badly around this person. Right. And I just think like, you know, if he goes to work or I have to leave and what if this happens to be the last day? Yeah. I've thought about that. Right. Too, yeah. then it's, that as morbid as it is, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot easier to then come to that conclusion. I find like, if I think of it that way, then I realize like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Why yeah. am I trying to act this way? Right. Yeah. Like this could be the last day. And then if that's how it ends. Shit. That would be pretty shitty. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly that mindset that I've been applying to everybody that I care about. Mm. And I said this to Andrew and he was like, yo, you're scaring me. And I'm like, but it's the reality there. I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. Right. I may as well say yeah. what I need to say to you today and tell you that I care about you and tell you that I love you and tell you that, you know, you're doing great and whatever. And, if this happens to be my last day, then at least I I feel good with what I what I've, you know. I guess that's why people talk about sharing, having like showing gratitude, right? Having a gratitude practice is exactly that. Having gratitude will remind you of like I could lose all of this at yeah. any moment, right? Yeah. Like what do I have? Like the fact that you talked about before, like the house we live in and so on. Like do I just think like do we show gratitude for that enough? And is by acting this way with my parents, isn't that the complete opposite? Because a lot of people will tell me too, they're like, well, that's just how it is with parents. But I'm like, no, we're just telling ourselves that yeah. it might be that way. It emerges out of that environment and that interaction. But don't we have a choice in changing that? The way we choose to change how we act with other people and, you know, it's like the job you want or the way you want to be your personality or, you know, you want to go out more and be more confident. Like we have all these choices and actions we can take to improve on those things. So then these things are the same. There's no difference there. I yeah. should be able to improve and change how I communicate with my parents or how I interact with them. It just has to be important enough that I'm willing to do that and always remind myself and say, I have to work hard at this. Just like anything else, we really, if we really want, you know, you're going to have to work hard for it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times with something like that, with our parents, people just choose not to put that part of the work in. Yeah. It's easier not to. Like, it's absolutely right? much easier not to. Yeah. But, then we're, but then I think we're, we're choosing to say then I don't give a shit. Yeah. I really don't give a shit about them maybe in that way. But again, now now with like these new, new set of eyes for me, it's like I do realize that I do care. I do care. And, you know, like... It's not a matter of should or shouldn't. Like I, I realize that I do care about them. I do care about what they feel and I do care about how they feel about me, what they see me and how they feel about what I'm doing. And there's no way to be able to articulate the millions, millions of thoughts or the millions of feelings that I have to them if I don't try. Hmm. You know, it may not always work. Like, you know, they're, they're the first time that I actually sat down with my dad to talk with him, like just talk one on one a few weeks ago. He like. You know, it's not the first time, but like the first time that I, I with these new set of eyes and I real like I, I could see like there are moments where I'm like, oh, I like, no, but you're wrong. And like, you know, there's just like this, this, this weird feeling or energy mm -hmm. that I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, the, no, 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 you're, you're not right. Right. But <laughs> yeah. then 
you know, being aware of that, I stepped back and I, I stopped that part of myself and I let my dad finish and I really thought about what he had to say and I realized he does have, regardless of whether or not he's wrong or whether or not I disagree with his opinion, whatever he's seen in his eyes, whatever experiences he has, there is a lesson in there for me to be able to pull off, right? right. Just like how you're saying, you can't copy a system and expect the same result, but if you take a step back and you think about it and how it applies to you and how you can shape it to apply to you, mm-hmm. then there's, you know, it, it's only beneficial, right? Yeah, it's just getting some of those principles out of that rather than, yeah, trying to already think you know everything. Exactly. Right? As if we have the answer already because we all believe we do, but we really don't. Exactly. Yeah. I know I know nothing at this point. <laughs> in, at this yeah. point in my life, like, I well, I feel much better knowing nothing. I think it's the art of saying, no, no, you do know a lot. Right. It, and it's, you have it's to be confident and you have to believe in those things. You have to really believe in it. But at the same time, you take the approach of, but there's always more to learn. Exactly. Right. It's not that we don't know nothing. Yeah. It's, you, you always, you always realize when you, I, I when just you, like that. I saying, mean, though. I can open up Wikipedia and realize, oh yeah, I, I really don't know yeah, a lot. Right? Exactly. Cause I remember too, like listening to one of Rogan's podcasts and he had this guy on, I think his name was Naval was his first name. I can't pronounce the last one, but, uh, you know, they had this good point. They said, uh, they're talking about how, when they talk with their kids, and they find like, you know, kids always are so curious. They always question us. Why, why is this like this? And you give an what? answer. Why? And then, you know, you, at some point you realize when you don't have the answer, you're like, am I just giving you memorized answers? And when I really think about it, like, oh, shit, I really don't know. I've just been giving you some answer of memorized. Right. Rather than ever saying, oh, I thought about that. And I really try to understand that. A lot of times we, we do that. Right. It's like we. We just give an answer of what we know, but do we really know? Have we really thought about it? Do we really understand it? That's why at least when people have conversations with me about like, I'm in pain and this and that, you know, I want to explain to them like, it's more, it's so complicated because everyone wants that like, oh, I know I just got to stretch and stuff. But then I've shown you, I'm like, it's not about stretching, right? It's a lot more than that. Like you have to go pretty deep if you really want an outcome out of this. Right. Right. And then when you realize, whoa. It's a lot more than I thought I had to do. Like, because if you really were, if you really had the answer and you knew what you had to do and you didn't want to be in pain, wouldn't you be out of pain? Wouldn't the things you're doing be working for you? Or maybe there's something you need to realize. I, I don't know. And I need help on this. Right. So, yeah, it's like, how much do we really know? Well, yeah, we do know a lot. You got to be confident in those things. But like, again, at the same time, like you also realize I, I don't know. This is what I yeah. know now. I, I mean, for me, like I, I say with and, and lightheartedness, right? I know mm. I know nothing. I mean, right. there are things I do feel like I have reasonable amount of knowledge in, mm-hmm. reasonable amount of expertise in, but for general things, you know, for a lot of things, mm-hmm. actually not just general, for a lot of things, it's better to for me to admit that I have ignorance in that subject than to pretend that I know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only more beneficial for me to admit that I don't know it and I'm willing to listen to what you have in terms of expertise or experience than to just close it off and be like, I know it. I'm good. Yeah. Right. With the small little bit of knowledge that I have and because my ego is telling me that I need to feel good in this moment. Right. It's, Mm. it's better for me to like, again, I adopt that phrase in lightheartedness because it does speak to a lot of truth. I'm not saying it like to put myself down. It's like, I know I know nothing and I feel great about that because it's a great place to be. Right. Uh, it makes me so morbidly curious about everything. I'm engaging in conversations differently. It's just allowed me to change my perspective on life. Um, 
And yeah, so, and it's, it's also helped me be very present in the moment. And with that being said, being very present in the moment, my battery is about to die on this <laughs> yeah. audio recorder. I've been seeing so. that for the last while. <laughs> yeah. like low battery. I'm like, man, this thing's fucking going. It's um, really trying. So I think uh, that's a good place to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more, obviously, I want to talk about like ego and whatever, but I think we have so much more time to be able to discuss those things in the future. Um, with that being said, if you guys are listening or watching this, um, we are still very new to figuring all these things out in terms of podcasting so if you have any suggestions any tips anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you would like to give us feedback for if there's um, anything you related to and can expand on or absolutely yeah if there's anything that uh, yeah anything at all actually just open up the dialogue we're always willing to talk and exchange ideas and uh, just get better and improve so you can hit my handle up uh it's at l-a-o-p-r-o-d you can find me on instagram or on twitter um and yeah uh, feel free to reach out to me whenever yeah and for myself you can hit me up at at adnan fitness on instagram that's a-d-n-a-a-n fitness um facebook under the same page no twitter yet but that's probably something i might actually look into and yeah yeah, I mean it's it's something I really enjoy. I really enjoy Twitter. Okay, so never, yeah, I got into it. I, I don't know. No, it's, I don't even. I've only recently. I've only recently uh, started, it and it's I enjoy it. But uh, yeah, so you can um, you can definitely find us on the uh, on there, and eventually we'll probably have our own um, channel of being able to communicate with us through more life. But uh, again, we're still figuring out the kinks, and uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate your patience bearing with us. Awesome. All right, sweet. All right, till next time. Till next time. Peace.